Welcome to another episode of DeFi Discussions. On today's episode, we're talking about uh, Liz Warren's anti-army. We're going to be talking about uh, anti-crypto army. We're going to talk about, we're going to meet uh, Jacoby Vert. I'm sorry, how do you say that? Yago Beavers. Yago Beavers. Yeah. We'll be doing the government's current stance on crypto, XRP case ending. We got uh, CBDC, can it be a bridge to an asset? So uh, first, let's, let's meet the guys. What's up, Nimble? How you doing today? Not too bad. How are you doing, Shizzy? I'm doing great, man. It's uh, been a really good week. I mean, I'm seeing we're at 28,500. We're not at my 30,000 number yet, but we still have three hours and uh, 36 minutes before I have to out of a shoe. Out there that are wondering, is your shoe ready? Is the shoe ready? I still, I still got three hours. So if you don't know, Jacoby, I, I said if we're not over 30,000 by the end of the month, I was going to drink uh, vodka out of a shoe live. Okay. So. <laughs> here, here's what's here's what probably gonna happen no matter how awesome this show is no matter how great this is no matter how much alpha we're dropping no matter how many problems we're solving in this world at our two hours and 58 minutes shizzy's gonna pull the plug <laughs> so he doesn't have to drink vodka out of a shoe in front of the world <laughs> why did i say that like why, why what, what the hell is wrong with me <laughs> just make sure it's high quality vodka <laughs> i would say yeah, make sure it's quality shoe yeah, <laughs> I'll go. I gotta get some new shoes this week. Yeah, no. see, that's what you should you should have run down to pay less. Is Payless still around anymore? Anyway, you should have run down to pay less. Know. Get some. I would I would recommend um some new Crocs that haven't had a human foot in them. <laughs> the vodka should slide out of that uh, out of that Croc sole uh pretty pretty smoothly. Yeah, man. So Jacoby, what's up, buddy? So you um. What's your story, man? How, 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 when did you first find crypto? Yeah. Uh, thanks for having me on, Shizzy. Oh, I appreciate um, you coming on. So um, my, my crypto journey actually started in 2013. Um, one of my old good friends and, and colleagues at the work colleagues at the time uh, had mentioned Bitcoin to me. And I was like, what is this? And I've always been interested in Internet technology. And, you know, when he broke it down to me, I was like, wow, this seems really interesting, innovative. Um, so I purchased a little bit at the time, I think it was $350 or something like that yep. for one Bitcoin. And then, um, Whoa. nothing happened for like a, a couple of days. And at that point in my life, I wasn't really interested in, you know, investment vehicles and stuff like that. So I sold it. And then, um, I, I was like, well, what other kind of coins? And at that time, there's actually some altcoins out there. Um, just starting, I bought something called feather coin for like five cents. <laughs> and and I was like, I'm gonna be a millionaire in um <laughs> like two months because this Bitcoin went to 350 from you know 0. 0.005 cents. And, and so um long story short, with that it, it didn't it just that project just never you know equated to anything. But um fast forward to, to 2017. So I, between that period from 2013 to 2017, I, I wasn't involved with crypto. It was just kind of just like my introduction. I wasn't, I lost interest. 2017, um, with that first kind of real mainstream boom, I feel like um, with Coinbase and, and, and I bought some Litecoin, I bought the cheaper one that was trying to get, and I did actually, um, I remember I, I flipped a couple of grand into like 15,000. I thought, I was like, wow, man, this is great. And then it ended up crashing like next day. But um, again, I took a break from crypto after that. And then uh, I feel like, um, you know, COVID kind of that 
the whole situation with COVID kind of like forced me to be like, okay, I need to really like, if I'm going to get into it, third time's a charm and I've stuck with it ever since. And, you know, this time around DeFi was really the, the big thing, right. For me uh, yeah. being introduced to DeFi. And so that in, uh, interests me even more because um, it gets into the protocol level and, and you're actually doing stuff to where it's kind of similar to like learning like a easy new OS, right. Operating system. And so, um, yeah, so that was in 2020. I got in some pretty, um, I would say like slow rugs and, and, and I was naive, right. Because, um, I just was, was definitely too trusting when I first got into DeFi, but those were learning uh, steps, right. For me. So, um, I feel like I'm in a really good, go ahead. The fast rugs don't feel any better than the slow. Oh rugs. yeah. Let, yeah. Let, me, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. I was in a couple of those too, though. Yeah, so, um, you, you know, the, the slow rugs though, sometimes they, it, it's like this, this art that was perfected. I feel like th th throughout COVID, right. Like to where they, they suck in the community. Um, they paint this picture of, Oh, you know, this is what you could have. And the community like starts to like bond together in this dream. And, even though I, I, I look back and I say, look how naive I was at the same time, there was a lot of other people that were naive too. Right. So it wasn't like I was just some dumb idiot off the street, but yeah. you go through like, you know, it, I, I call it my um, education tuition. Um, for, so for so yeah, let, let's, let's roll back a little bit. Cause I think, I think you touched on something that's, that's really, really interesting. Can you characterize like you started to, but could you more fully characterize sort of the dynamics and the patterns that you that you now can recognize in a slow rug like if those things now reoccur like what are the things that you notice that you'd be like oh if you notice them again you're like oh this i i know where this is going like yeah what, can you detail those um yeah so i'll yeah i'll get into that uh detail kind of like the the red flags that that yeah. um i kind of set for myself now uh one broken promises that's that's a huge one right um and especially with uh deliverables in, in terms of like the tech right because yeah. that's what that's what they that's the picture that they paint yeah um and so that's a huge one um another one is um another one is is uh just i guess not like whenever you for me like what what i went through with one of these projects the devs actually met with us every week they had like a town hall kind of situation so that was really kind of uh i guess creative on their part because that sucks you even in even more True. right but devs that are really working like hard they're not going to really try to show face that much they're going to be working and putting out the product so that's what i want you know that's what i look for now um stuff that i can actually interact in. and honestly i i get I, i've gotten to a point to where unless the project is established um or the token or coin is established, like Ethereum, Bitcoin, all of the blue chips, right? Um, I'm just not personally me. Um, it's it's going to take a lot of conviction for me to hold a bag at this point. Yeah. You know what I mean? If it's a new project or, um, you know, for, for a long time, you know? So um, projects like uh, Polygon, Arbitrum, um, they are established with actual, like, I don't know if this is what you're going to be talking about in terms of what the space needs, but like Arbitrum's uh, protocol utilities are super solid in my opinion, because I use GMX all the time to trade. Now yeah. I could trade on 
uh, a centralized exchange, but I like doing it with them. First of all, like have having the referrals, I get paid for that every Thursday. So that's pretty nice having that wrapped ETH all of a sudden show up and be like, I lost that trade, but what's this? Could, could you explain money. what that is? Oh yeah, let me let me get into that. So uh, GMX has um, a referral section to where you can actually you should refer yourself too because you get paid for your your trades. This is awesome, every, man. Yeah, every time a trade gets closed, you get a percentage of the fee, and it rolls into a weekly payout every Thursday. And so um, you know you generate your referral name, put it in for your own account, and then if you, you know, give it to your friends or whatever, and they can put it in their account and you can earn that way. You know, like I, I just had like $130 pop up out of nowhere last Thursday. And I was like, Oh, this That's is amazing. A, a nice little, you know, uh, gift there. So, um, yeah. So, you know, just making sure that like, I'm not holding on to bags because that's, that's where I, I feel like I learned the most is, is holding on to bags of project with projects that, haven't established themselves well enough yet and and it, that kind of sucks too because you're you know if you get involved with a community and you you're interacting with that community they expect you to hold your bags because they're like oh, you know yeah. oh you're gonna sell your bags you're you know but they're you know a lot of those people are newer to DeFi. they don't they haven't been burnt to where yeah, you oh. know They've lost a substantial amount of money because they believed in the project. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think we've all done that. No, no one's no one's ever lost money by buying a bad product. We've lost money by holding the bad product too long. 100%. So you got to know you you've got to know when to let it go. And that's I, and I say that as somebody who's time and time again didn't know when to let go. It's just yeah. man, I, my hands. I'm surprised I got fingers left. My hands have been burned so often <laughs> by holding too long. The thing. That's why you, you kind of treat everything like a Ponzi. Yeah, get, no, it, get, it, exactly. get it, get it, get in early and get it out early. That is exactly, and, and you can really see, you can really see a lot of like. I'm by no means. I'm not. I'm so. I'm so not a seasoned trader that I. That even saying I'm not a seasoned trader really sort of doesn't do it justice how, how bad I am. Um, but you can really tell in the discords, like the kids oh, yeah. who've never been burned. Yeah. You know, you can tell the people who, who've never had to face, you know, like, yeah, you lose, you, you have at risk a few hundred bucks, you know, three or four figures, big deal. But you, you, can, you can really tell the people that have never had real skin in a real game and that know what the risk is and can feel the pain and the anxiety of, of having that risk in the game. It's, it's so, no, speaking of, now I wanted to segue back to one of your red flags, which is um, speaking of the discords and speaking of the conversations and who's in, you said that you feel a little bit nervous if, um, if the devs are spending too much time in discord where's do you do you look for projects that have a sort of a dedicated community manager who can handle that or like like what what are you looking for because if the devs aren't participating at all that's also um a, a bad sign maybe there are no devs maybe it's just you know a bunch of used car salesmen um and script kitties doing copy pot like you know so yeah yeah well yeah so what do, what do you what are you looking for what, what, what so, patterns do you notice? So um, definitely, you know, want to have like that introduction to the dev and, and maybe pop in every once in a blue moon, but they don't need to be, you know, always in there. Um, I feel like, I just feel like devs of, of projects or even, 
you know, like when Polygon first started, you know, who was the who started that? Who were the original devs? How how much did they interact with the actual community? Right. Not much, probably. Right. And, and so I think that there's uh, a certain level of involvement. I'd rather instead of seeing the dev every you know day in Discord or Telegram, I'd rather see a, a deliverable, you know, uh, mm-hmm. presented to us, you know, w- whenever they they have those dates in their roadmap. Right. Um, but yeah, so that, that's what I look for. Um, you know, I think discord and and telegram can get really tricky, right? Because it's almost kind of like a chain of command that these projects have sometimes. Right. And, and it's, and you get to know these moderators and, and and you're like, Oh, you know, that's Henry. And he's always, you know, he's in charge of everything and the telegram and, you know, and then there's this like bickering back and forth. They're like, Oh, we can't even say anything about uh, the project or they, they boot us out. And, and, you know, at times I'm like, am I in like middle school right now? You know? And, um, but I, I get it. Like money makes everybody emotional at, at some point if it's, you know, they're losing it or they're gaining it, you know? Um, but for me, I, I look for a lot of professionalism. I look for, you know, um, the devs, like I said, to kind of show their face every once in a while. I, I, I am a little bit skeptical of like the anonymous devs. I, I, I don't like that. Right. Um, why are you trying to be anonymous or, you know, go by like a nickname only, you know what I mean? Like you're, if you're a developer of a respected project that's going to grow in the future, people need to know who you are, not some shadow. Yeah, but the, so. the the problem with that though is like now now you're a target by the government. Now, like now you're you know what I mean? Like you're you're you can be put to like your name and face is being put to this project. So if any any like um let's just say North Korea, like if there's any type of involvement with that, you you technically it's your project. Yeah. So I do kind of see why some devs stay anonymous, at least until the project gets big enough. Let's just say like for D gods instance, like Frank came out at like the perfect time and it was like right when it was just too big to fail. So I do, I am okay with the, uh, basically the anonymous just for a certain amount of time, but I but keep going. I'm sorry. Th- no, that that's fair. I think that's fair for a, per- a certain amount of time. Right. Because eventually if it's going to grow and you're going to get gain trust, in, in your investors and, and community, you definitely need to let them know who you are. Yes, I mean, I uh, like even the talent came out like instantly, almost right. Whenever Ethereum was announced now, he is a genius and he was a part of like that whole development in the beginning of, of really kind of the blockchain uh, culture. Right. Yeah. But um, someone like him should be, a, I think afraid to have, cause that Ethereum is so big and, you know, like technically like, there's so many projects built on top of it. And then some projects built on top of those projects like Polygon and Ar- 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 um, Ar- uh, Arbitrum. <laughs> um, but those layer twos, they have uh, stuff on there. So, you know, he could he could be held accountable for, you know, Good. other things. Right. But he he knows, you know, how solid his his tech is and what it means to the future that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like too big, too big to fail. So for him, it's like if, if Ethereum fails, the entire crypto fails. Because it's there's it's just going to be a ripple effect. Like most projects are just forks of Ethereum anyway. Yeah, and I think if you or know market. if you know like you have passion for it, you're doing the right thing. You shouldn't yeah. really have too much fear, right? Um, but but there are some cases where they say that they're afraid because if if the project ends up failing or losing somebody money, someone might have yeah. lost like six figures, a million dollars, and they're going to come after them. I don't know. Yeah, well, I I heard on Michael Saylor he was saying that um. 
basically that uh, the the miners can sue the Ethereum Foundation because they they were sold on a, on a product and that product changed. So potentially Vitalik not being anonymous could be attacked by by lawsuits, like a really yeah. big lawsuits because those mining Michael, machines. They're Michael not... Saylor is going to say anything bad about any other coin or token <laughs> that's not Bitcoin. Um, so I, I I I it's hard for me to take anything that he says that's not about bitcoin yeah, and you're 100% about right. bitcoin yep. sometimes uh, to heart all right so shizzy you had a long list of sorry that, yeah that was that was awesome that was uh yeah. that was a, that was a good uh a good how do you do yeah appreciate it yeah um, i appreciate you uh you being here man like it's it's gonna be awesome having like a a larger conversation me and Niblets, this is our 12th episode now and we, we've been really just going at one of each other constantly so it's nice to have a third voice so I appreciate yeah. it. Appreciate you, think, you having you think me. Time is going to increase arithmetically or logarithmically with the number of participants. Like, like, is are we going to go three hours now, or are we going to go like four <laughs> and a half hours now? Because <laughs> I, I don't know. I think the two hours is more than more than enough. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Uh, well, so speaking of, what's uh, where, where, what's our what's our next stop? Shizzy, you got all right. Uh, so get a bus we'll go to We'll go to yours. Uh, oh, already? Wow. Okay. Yeah, let's, let's right. go to it. Let's, not, okay, let's, let's do it. Let's, and then let's get, uh, out of the way. let's get out of the way. I, I so um yeah. Before your mom shows up, and because <laughs> mom is our only is our only viewer, so um, <laughs> getting ready. Right hey, you gotta start somewhere though. Yeah, you know. no doubt. <laughs> All right. Hey, so, so the, two weeks yeah, ago, we had eighty people watching because oh, I put in the, the I put. Coin uh USDC DPEG, so that was. Uh, did you? <laughs> yeah, because it was. It was DPEGing live. It was amazing. Oh, okay, I, okay. Like I thought you were trying to pull it. some black hat SEO no, no. stuff over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we I'm, were a, I'm a digital marketer, so I, I I nerd out about. I might make nerdy comments like that. <laughs> all right. So after after this week, you know, so we probably don't need to enumerate all the all the problems and all the issues that have been happening recently. But I think there, there's a fair concern, especially when we look at, you know, we look at some of the on-chain data that comes up, you know, from our good friend, Sean, um, yeah. pointing out just how much, and not just how much money is leaving, but the nature of the money leaving and the nature of its leaving. So the size, the frequency, the amount, et cetera, et cetera. So there's, yeah. there's a clear pattern of value leaving the space. Now, I've had some questions with him about, you know, where exactly is the value going? Is it just, is it going to the bench? Is it just sitting on the sidelines waiting to come back in? Or is it leaving the game entirely? Is it going to a different game? Like, you know, if I think the analogy I use, like, you know, it's different if, if the, if a player is sitting on the bench is different from the player going to the infirmary versus getting traded to another team. Right. So, yeah. you know, is that player going to come back on the field? Well, if he's just in the bench, probably if he's traded to another team, no, that player is not coming back on. Back from bench. So that got me thinking about, you know, so that's that it seems to indicate sort of structural problems, maybe not within crypto, but at the very least in the sort of context around crypto and how money's flowing in and out and the value people are looking for and institutional and what they're looking in terms of value, retail, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So yeah. it got me thinking about, you know, well, what's what's the utility? Like things that have genuine utility tend to have an anchor. Right. Because you're always going to need. So if a thing has utility for you, you're always going to need it. You're always going to need oil. You're always going to like given commodities. You're always going to need. <laughs> I'm always going to need coffee. Right. No matter how much it costs, no matter how little or much it is, I'm going to need the coffee. So 
I said, me that got me thinking about sort of the utility of crypto. And, you know, we give a lot of lip service to utility in crypto, but I don't think we really dig into it. And you know, I, I hear and we even use this analogy in the past. You know, oh, you know, we're in sort of like the we're in like the 1995 yeah. uh, internet version of crypto. I'm like, I don't think that's quite applicable. And here's why. Um, I think we're more like in early personal computing, more like early 80s personal computing. You think because, we're that far back? Yeah, because because the Internet, even the Internet back in like the late mid 90s had a very clear use case on, on a couple different levels. First of all, its academic use case was to share academic knowledge in a friction in a friction light environment. So people were already doing stuff. They're already sharing knowledge, but it was high friction. It was analog. Part of the Internet's value proposition was that it removed a lot of that friction and allowed academics to share things almost friction free. And so that's where you see universities uh, internally connecting and between universities connecting and sharing papers. Um, there was obviously the military that was involved, too. What they needed was they needed a highly resilient comm system, which is exactly what TCP IP provided. So they needed that resilience in the face of you know a nuclear catastrophe or some sort of attack they needed a comms system that was resilient to any kind of attack where you would almost need complete destruction of the country for the comms system to fail and so there were these real cases but if you go back to com personal computing there was absolutely not a single real case it was a bunch of nerds who liked the game for the game's sake not because the game did anything you know, and so you'd have stores like like Radio Shack where you could go and you could build your own computer from like transistors from the raw components and people yeah. were really into it because they loved the tech. And so it feels like, you know, our stage of crypto might be there. Like we love it. Why? Because it's it's fun. It's exciting. It, it's future is unknown. Like what are the possibilities? We don't know. Like that's part of it. Part of it. Right. We don't know what the possibilities are. We're going to invent the possibilities. And so I mean. I push back on that a little bit. Like, um, like blockchain technology is is cha changed. Like, it changed everything. Like, now we can basically use use crypto and basically you can do so much with it. Like, when you say no utility, are you not? But utility is crypto utility. So it's just it's like it's like financial masturbation. It's just it's, <laughs> it's a closed system that the benefits simply accrue back to itself. As opposed, I, to I can send you money instantly. You can, I, I, you can say, ah, I'm glad you said that. Perfect example. So in my business, I use, so operationally, there is yeah. nothing. And I, I'm deep into crypto, been for years. There's nothing I can do with crypto that I can't do faster, easier, cheaper with traditional finance tools. The one I, I spoke with earlier about earlier this week, I, I love your reaction. So let me just throw this out there. Wise, I can send okay. more people money faster, cheaper, easier through Wise and receive it than I can with any crypto solution. No onboarding, no on-ramp, off-ramp, yeah. no finding a crazy path across chains, across <laughs> across currencies, no bullshit, no worrying if the did the transaction go through or not? Did I get rugged? Did it get lost in a bridge? What the fuck just happened? No wallets? No, it's a bank account I already have yeah. that I can send to another bank account they already have and vice versa. And the money goes. And the money is in the format that I need for my ops, right? I don't have to translate it to something else. I get the thing, I can use the thing to do my operations, right? So, and as much as I, I don't think we can move the space forward without admitting some inconvenient truths about the space. And 
I know I'm going to get a lot of shit from a lot of people, but honestly, operationally in my business, there's nothing I can do with crypto that I can't do faster, cheaper, easier with TradFi solutions. And so that in itself, if, if you just indulge me for another couple moments, um, is not a bad thing. And here's what I mean by that. Uh, there's a guy named Clayton Christensen who wrote a book called The Innovator's Dilemma, where he sort of invented the concept of disruption, that the business community took over, bastardized, misinterpreted, and applied in all sorts of incorrect situations. But it applies to crypto perfectly because the dynamic he described was there's a new technology that underperforms existing technologies along metrics, mass markets evaluate those technologies. And so those new products then are forced to find new market, other markets. They then use that base, that income base, in order to improve their solution such that it then can begin to compete with the incumbent solutions, plus it has its alternative values, and then almost overnight it takes over and wipes out the old one. And so this dynamic, he goes on case after case after case, starting with things like the classic one is um, hard drive sizes. Um, uh, um, um, Hydraulic versus uh, cable excavators, um, uh, um, uh, steel fabrication, malls, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This dynamic repeats itself over. It's not guaranteed. Um, and there's a whole other series of models we can go into talk about, you know, how likely and unlikely it is. But my complaint about crypto isn't to say, oh, it sucks. we got to get out of it. My complaint about crypto is to say there's some inconvenient truths we need to accept. And there's still a very bright path forward. Uh, let's not let's not get lost along the way. There's there, and so that path forward is what are the real world now that we now that we've played with the technology and you know we we're, we're we it's a robust, efficient, um, reliable technology. What real world problems? What non crypto problems can crypto solve for people? Um, is, is now the question. So what is the utility? And so there, there's, there's where I'm going, especially after all this week with all the FUD and bullshit. If we had the yeah. story where it'd be like, these are the real world problems that crypto solves. It doesn't matter if SBF has done whatever. It doesn't matter that Do Kwan was a criminal. It doesn't matter that they're going after CZ next because the need, the market need is still there and crypto can still address it. And so on the one hand, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be, tough on it but i also want to make sure that you know it's clear that i still believe there's, there's a very bright uh path forward anyway there yeah, is. But i think you, i think you're forgetting about like i'm able to take out a loan against my ethereum i'm able to like basically earn yield on on the crypto i mean that's utility i, I don't need to go to a bank or use a third party it, i i can lock it into a contract with you know with basically just code and guaranteed that i get that it's a perfect, it's a perfect situation. You know, it's not like totally there right. is utility. It's just, it's just not real world. It's not anything you can do outside. And so, yes. And like that. So what, so what happened? I mean, so if you look at that as like conceptual leverage, right? So yes, it is utility, but it's utility that feeds back on itself, like leverage feeds back on itself. And so it, it's great when it's going great. And it's really awful when it starts to contract because that same leverage works in reverse the same way. So as the system starts to contract, you find that same sort of conceptual leverage that was really pushing things forward really starts to hold things back um, where it shouldn't. Like how much fear, how many, how much money and value and how many people are leaving because, you know, the, the big three, right? SBF, Doquan, and perhaps yeah. C. You know? I think that was the best uh, definition of leverage I've ever heard. 
<laughs> someone's because literally that's that's how I've experienced it. When it's good, it's great. Uh, when it's bad, it's awful. It's um, do you mind if I uh, give a kind of please. my my please um, please do my thoughts? So um, two things. One, I think that yes, utility is crypto. Utility is is a very important topic of of the space because, like you said, you know we kind of are in those pre-computer days or uh, it reminds me of when Apple tried to make the computer phone and they were like, we're going to do it. It's going to be awesome. And they're like, who's going to use it right at that yeah. time. Yeah. Um, but um, I think more than anything though, let, let, let's put crypto utility aside for a second. Um, the, the main mission of Satoshi was to really, have the individual citizen regain power over their financial uh, situation again, right? From from the, the government. Now, you know, from multiple different perspectives with that, right? Like people can say, well, I feel like I have power over my money now, even in this in, in this current uh, society. Well, when I when I hear that, I think about the people that used to be in, involved with like. The, the main financial industry um, um, industries, like for example, trading, uh, the stock market, New York Stock Exchange, right? They were all like business guys, right? Like in suits and and you had to kind of almost be in this, like to, to learn, to actually get to short something or, or get margin or something. Like you had to really go out and look for it hard, right? And then you could get into there. Um, what crypto has done is really made the guy that comes off the street to be able to do that now. I, I feel like, right? It, it gives the power back to like regular everyday individuals, right? Now, there's a downside to that <laughs> because not everybody is, uh, you know, in in terms of like being able to to take that all in and and be able to manage their own financial situation. But that's the the fact that they have the ability, the option to do so, is is where I think is the most important thing that crypto brings, right? Because that's what what banks are afraid of, in my opinion. I like to kind of this this crypto versus the U.S. government is more of crypto versus the banking industry, in my opinion, right? And and, and the people that are uh, lining the po pockets of these politicians, right? Um, and if we uh, rewind back to like the late '90s, like you were saying, the internet days, let's replace the banking industry with traditional print media that's who was lobbying against the internet back then right because they were like oh no if the internet comes out we're not gonna be able to sell papers what happened the yellow pages went out of business sure you don't see yeah. any papers except for someone's great grandfather right now reading them i mean that's yeah, a yeah joke yeah. you know some some people will right but you get my point and so um they're so afraid and, and it's it's what the internet and traditional print media were were battling uh, against each other it, it's that times like a hundred right now because if you if you compare the traditional print media to the financial industry institutional industry it's way bigger and they're the control is way different right over like everyday citizens so that's where i feel like okay crypto was not going to go anywhere because it gives the everyday person the ability the option to be able to say you know what f these banks, like you kind of said, uh, Shizzy, about like being able to create your own interest instead of putting money in a CD that yields 2.5% annually, right? Um, or or whatever, right? So you, 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 or learning how to trade 
through like a community on Discord, which is probably not the best educational source, but resource. But at least you have that option, right? Like for me, I, I didn't know how to trade margin and all that stuff before I got into crypto. Now I use, uh, you know, different platforms to, to trade. Um, so I'm but, you tell me Frogman421 isn't a good financial advisor? <laughs> Dude, bunch of numbers. Yeah. <laughs> God, I'm sorry. No, no, you're good. So uh, I'm 100 yeah. on, on on board with. I mean, it, that dovetails into like my whole definition for DeFi is you know if somebody says, well, what is DeFi? Well, DeFi for me is really simple. It's a system that allows you to roll your own derivatives. Like you don't need to be a licensed financial advisor. Like you you don't need to play the game in order to roll your own derivatives. Now, of course, that can that can cut Backfire. both ways in, in in a really bad way, as I'm sure we've all felt. Um, <laughs> but but so just just to sort of throw a, another little academic um, twist in, there's another guy, I already mentioned Clayton Christensen. There's another uh, guy named Jeffrey Moore who wrote a book many years ago called um, Crossing the Chasm. So Crossing the Chasm was, what he did was he took an even older concept called the technology diffusion model, which just simply breaks, you know, markets into, you know, visionaries and early adopters and mainstream and, and, and late mainstream and laggards. And it's just sort of a bell curve about how technology diffuses through society. And so Rupert Everett came up with that. And then, um, or sorry, uh, Everett Rogers, Roger, I get names confused, but um, Jeffrey Moore wrote a book called Crossing the Chasm. What he did was he identified there's actually, a, it's not a continuous curve. There's a gap between what are the visionaries and the early adopters and then mainstream markets. And what he identified was that a lot of the mainstream markets look to other mainstream markets to vouch for solutions for products they look to other people like them who've used something before they adopt it themselves they don't look to visionaries and early adopters they don't look to the nerds like us who love to play with this stuff to see the positive we want to take it apart and see what it can do and push it around and try and make it go further they don't look to us to to see what's the thing that they should adopt for for their for their needs and so what moore said was businesses that start off um, satisfying visionaries and early adopters need to leave them behind and find what he called the beachhead, like the landing point on the main, in the mainstream market. What's the thing, what's the pain that mainstream markets have that will almost force them to pay attention to at least, and at best adopt your solution. And it won't be anything that the, that we value it'll be something else and so this is where i'm seeing that where crypto is at this point where it's ready like it's it's robust enough that it's ready to do what mainstream markets need but it doesn't know what the beachhead the what's the landing point and the fact that we love it the fact that we love it's permissionless the fact that we can roll our own derivatives like this stuff i don't see where mainstream markets are asking for that now it may yes. we may see where it delivers benefit to them but unless a market recognizes that they need the thing, the thing is of no value to them, even if we know yeah. it is. So what is so this is so, yeah, what are what are the things that we can do? Where can we take the technology in terms of making those beachheads so we can cross the chasm and not fall into it is is so I sound pessimistic, but I'm really not. I'm, I'm at the point now. I'm like, everything's ready to go. So what's where are we landing? Not. Yeah. Yeah, we could do a million things. I don't want to talk about doing a million things anymore. Yeah. I want to talk about where we're landing. And I don't give a shit about the yield that, that I'm going to get. I, I don't care about the yield for me. 
I'm done with that. I want to, I want to know where, where we're landing. Yeah. And uh, it's just a question. I don't know what the answer is. And I'm not yeah. expecting any of us to know the yeah. answer. But it's just a question to ask. Yeah. Um, first of all, I, I agree with you. I'm kind of a little bit over the yield thing. <laughs> I mean, there are some, some that are, are pretty solid, but anyways, besides the point, um, the one uh, area I think in business that uh, blockchain technology obviously can help is with uh, inventory management, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inventory management uh, records. But I'll, I'll tell you, and, and we can get into this a little bit uh, more whenever we get into kind of the government stance on it. I think that the United States government's more, um, I, I don't want to say afraid, but they're, they're against it because, you know, if, if the public demands that all the data is on the blockchain in terms of budgeting, voting, all that stuff, there's nothing to hide anymore. And they're professionals at hiding stuff, right? So yeah. they can't do that anymore. And so, uh, you know, I think it's a couple of different factors why why some of these senators and, and um, stuff aren't, aren't, aren't fully for crypto, but that's that's one area but anyways yeah. the the inventory tracking um the yep. the counterfeit products uh that's a that's a area yeah. that blockchain technology can help but again that's for business kind of like you come from a business background it seems and so um yeah that might help you but in terms of mainstream society i agree i think that um there, there's gonna be a point to where there's gonna be like a switch that they that happens wh whatever it is the industry will will find it because what will happen is there's very smart business minds out there that realize that crypto is not going away. And so they're going to try, that's going to be their job, right? It was like, like you said, they're going to try to pinpoint where that pain point is, the major pain points to where they can, it's all about monetization, right? So. Yeah. Yeah. And to sort of th throw another book into the, into our fire of books here. Um, so there's another book. I can't remember the author's name, but it, the book is called the box and it's, it sounds like the most uninteresting book in the world, and yet it's an absolutely fascinating book because it's about the container, the shipping container. And so the story of the shipping container is absolutely fascinating because um, if you look at it at a meta level, a shipping container is such an obvious benefit to so many people, to so many pieces of the supply chain. And yet for that exact reason, it almost never happened because there were so many players that were threatened by it for different reasons that they all had an incentive to resist it and to prevent it from coming in to be. And so it was like this epic struggle. This one guy had this idea of, hey, let's standardize a really big box, and now we can standardize its movement throughout the supply chain and save all kinds of money and make things go faster, and it'll be wonderful for everybody. And everybody agreed, yeah, this is wonderful for all those reasons, but I'm not gonna support it because yeah. that wonderfulness has now threatened my, not just money, but my position. Um, yeah. So position being money, authority, ego, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so when you're looking at when you're identifying places to land, you got to be careful because the box is so objectively, obviously a benefit to streamline supply chains, yet almost never happened because it threatened everybody along the way. Um, we also have to make sure that, you know, not make sure, but as we're looking for these landing points, there's no point in landing on a heavily defended beach, right? You know, we, we don't, I mean, D-Day worked out historically, but if there was an easier beach to land, that might've been a better place to start, right? You know, it's, it was, that was a hard landing. So are yeah. there not only beachheads that, that are, are, are worth pursuing, but which ones are the ones that are, are 
going to be the least friction or the least pain. Yeah. And I don't really know. That's where we're all that's where we're all trying to find out. Yeah. Um, but I'm with you. You know, things like provenance. Provenance is, you know, like everything from, uh, you know, um, um, the cannabis industry, making sure, you know, from seed to sale to make sure that, you know, you know exactly where your, your, your goods have come from to, um, you know, organic materials, making sure, again, it's not just a stamp that that's, that's bullshit, but you can trace the thing all the way back. Um, supply chains for medications, making yeah. sure that the thing that comes out one end was the thing that went in and the other. So, yeah, absolutely. I, I completely can see th you know, things in supply chain um, um, having having that, that kind of need for sure. Bigger question is, you know, mainstream retail markets. You know, payments, remittances, yeah, again, okay. There's already a thousand other solutions that or you know better or worse along different dimensions but it, that doesn't seem like it's a like it's a i mean not using western union is saving people you know billions of dollars like you know well, so. western, western union does kind of stock guaranteed it does um but one misstep with your your crypto transfer and that could be worth several um several western union uh, uh transfers so. but that's like saying like the, the trip on you know the, the drive to the bank you can get a car accident you know that's why you always you know you want to send one satoshi before you send four million i you know, you know i i'm with you i even now yeah i would never send i would never send without presenting yeah. you always yeah. presend something even if it's a wallet you've sent to before you always presend something I, I think in the cross-border payment uh in industry they're they're going to have fail safes for that because if it's like a everyday retailer that's going to be going to i don't know a ripple center or whatever that yeah. that because i'm sure they're going to have retail storefronts that they're going to be able to protect the consumer in that aspect ripple to me or you know they're a little bit different i feel like they're kind of you know they're they they have their business model you know it's not so much like uh you know about the individual person that's in crypto um but yeah but I, I agree. Uh, is it Niblets? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I agree with Niblets in terms of uh, the everyday payment from a retail uh, store. That I think that that it's like trying to force something, right? Like the crypto industry is trying to force that because it was the obvious thing the initially. Obvious thing. But but you're right. I mean, there's so many payment solutions right now that are just they're not flawed at all. Um, there's no issues with them. So you know, I I. Feel like whenever something tries to get forced into a um, an industry like that, what ends up happening is it, it just gets diverted eventually, right? Or yeah. and then goes into something else. So like, wow, I didn't expect crypto to go into that or, or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of. So, um, I got go, Shizzy, go. Oh, yeah. I was gonna just uh, change subject a little bit. So, um, uh, basically, the Bank of England came out and said CBDs can be asset between, uh, basically, a bridging asset between Bitcoin and TradFi. I was wondering um, with, with them basically saying that, and I, I've been saying that for a little while that CB, CBDC, yeah, it sounds horrible and all that, but it could be our, our bridge in and out. And kind of going back to what you said with no utility and how you'd rather use WISE, if, if they do a bridging system, I, I'd be able to send you whatever and you can bridge that right back into your CBDC. So that, that, that could really change um, basically the utility of that, being able to the, convert that to Bitcoin, send it really quickly, and then you – know, or convert it back or if you have a storefront and you want you want to hold bitcoin instead of the united states dollar it's easy to get in and out like between a bridge and but basically like my paycheck every week will be in basically in crypto and i can bridge that out to different things i was wondering what you guys uh think about that i mean br bridging is complicated risky and it 
even and it seems riskier than it really is, right? You know, you hear the stories and whatever. Honestly, yes, there. I've are never had a problem with a bridge, though. Me yeah, neither. I've never had a problem with a bridge. And but I've heard, I've known someone that has had a problem though. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. But I've never had one, and I'm starting to think I bridge a lot. That person. <laughs> yeah. So when you, yeah. when you look at when you look at the scale of the problems versus the scale of the number of transactions, like it's 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 make it makes more press than I mean, people are probably anyway. I, I'm not worried about and, like, like worried the bridges are going to be more simple too, especially when it's a CBDC. I mean, yeah. right now, like I'm, I'm bridging on, on, on Kusama right now, just mess, messing around over there, and it's so instant. Like I, I can convert from Kusama to uh, MGX back into Kusama, like from chain to chain with um, Osmosis and the the, um, the Cosmos chain. I can do the same thing. I can deposit stuff into Osmosis, make my trade, and right back out. And this bridging is is it's in seconds. There's no issues. It's almost perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, then that with the, the layer know, zeros, anyway. Well, so, do we really need the Bank of England CBDC to to help out there? Onboarding more, and offboarding. Well, but is it more of like a psychological thing for the market to make them feel better? Like, do we technically need it, or is it to make the market sort of feel like they? Well, can it's purchase? it's going to make everyone. It's going to make grandma. She's going to be having yeah. a CBDC now. She's yeah, going to have yeah. crypto. So yeah. it's going to bring everyone will be using crypto. Yeah. Uh, you know, Shizzy, I, 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 so yes, uh, you know, CBDC does sound bad because the fundamentals of it, uh, it is bad, in my opinion, in terms of like the control is basically giving control back again, right? Like, yeah. so, you know, but I'm sure, you know, society has been afraid of different uh, stages of, of government introducing things like, you know, like big uh, currencies or whatever, right? In the past, the thing is, is as long as they don't have control in in the bridging, right? And it's only me, and and they can't convert any of my digital assets to CBDC. Yeah. Only I can do that manually. I don't see too much of a problem with it because honestly, uh, if if they decide to slap an expiration date on my cbdc i'm just going to turn that shit into bitcoin, bitcoin. right right exactly. away you know uh you're not going to expire me yeah. you know and so um you know i, I, mean, I think I, i'm doing i'm sorry yeah. oh, no, I'm, sorry. Say, I, I'm doing the same to my bank account i keep you know be like max three three grand everything else yeah. goes into crypto i'd be safer in my horror wallet even if it's usdc yeah I, I think some of these narratives are are uh you know they're a you know, they're like conspiracy theories at this point, but um, it's like there's always a little bit of truth to, to those conspiracy theories. I, I, that's how I believe. But um, you don't know how it's going to be until something's fully introduced. Right. So the CBDC thing, yes, it, it kind of does make me worry, but I don't lose sleep over it. I'm just like uh, I'm going to figure out a way to survive. Right. With Whether it's with my digital assets only or whatever, but I don't know. What do you, what's your take on C, CBDC niblets? Uh, generally, it scares the crap out of me. Um, it, the, the the notion that so right now, like like a bill, like um, the the bill you have in your pocket. I mean, it's it is in a way, it's like the perfect um, immutable, permissionless. Like it has it it has most of the properties that Bitcoin does. I can give you a dollar, you can give me back a dollar. Nobody in the world knows about it. it in fact, it it even has more privacy and security. Um, so the only thing is, it just has the the, the analog um, baggage that comes with it. It's a little hard. 
Um, so yeah, CBDCs scare me, especially when we see what you know what, what China does with um, you know social credits, um, and when you consider that in conjunction with things like the the octopus card, like the the card you use to swipe, um, like in Hong Kong you use it to swipe um, uh, public transit, but then other when you charge it up, so other what they did was they started to allow other businesses to charge against your account. So it's not just public transit and you could like go into stores and buy stuff with your octopus card. And so it starts being now, now they can track exactly what you bought when and how. And um, anyway, it just, it makes me nervous um, when somebody really wants, when somebody wants to know what I'm buying, I have to wonder why do you want to know what I'm buying all the time? I'm not buying anything interesting, you know, some, yeah. vegetables once in a while not much but uh i'm just why do you want to know this so much anyway it, it makes it makes me nervous i like i like private money the, all right the well, octopus let's... card sorry real quick question the octopus card was that a, it was is it a digital asset uh a, pro, a company that made that so it was okay so if i'm wrong and i'm no expert on, on this um so my my knowledge is is only cursory um my having, having been in Hong Kong, my, my understanding is it's just a, it's just your typical. It started off as just your typical um, public transit card that you could charge up with money, and you swipe it on the bus or the metro when you when you hop on. And but it hold, but it's holding money, right? So you've charged it up with money, and all that happened was is they allowed other entities to charge against your balance. So it's not just gotcha. public transit, um, and then they expanded and expanded and expanded to a point where. Um, it then starts to become almost like a charge card um, that you can use all over the place uh, for different different reasons. Anyway, okay. um, so um, but it's but it's public. It's publicly it's publicly run, right? It's not it's not a Visa. It's not a Mastercard. It's um, and then I think London did something similar with their Oyster card. I think you can use it for more than just the two. That I really don't know, but I just remember hearing. Sorry, that. sorry, Shizzy. I I, no, man. I thought I was really connecting fun. two things that were totally different though. <laughs> Dude, anytime you want to jump in, just jump in. All right, all right so our next one. It's just us three. There's nobody else here, so we can go <laughs> off and talk about There's it. There's two people watching. There's two people watching. Did you, <laughs> does your mom have a friend over or something? <laughs> yeah, they're, they're both watching next to each other. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so um, all right, so this week, a uh, couple major things happened. Um, we got our boy Gary the Gun Gensler coming out and telling um, that he wants – billion dollars stuff like crypto and then we had um our favorite karen of all time senator senator elizabeth warren coming out and basically saying that she's uh, getting a a anti-crypto army i didn't make this up that's on her freaking twitter but i was wondering what your guys uh, opinion on that is my goodness (laughs) i think that she picked the wrong community to rile up and uh, she underestimated the crypto Twitter today versus crypto crypto Twitter in in 2018 is completely different. It you know the people are passionate. There's just so many numbers now in terms of you know who's passionate about crypto and all this stuff. And um, it seems I even saw in the feed in my in my Twitter feed a lot of people that were you know pro Elizabeth Warren turn their back on her instantly because they were big crypto advocates right and so um i just you know it, it it's it's very interesting with her specifically because you know she she's uh 
kind of touts herself to be this this uh, senator that stands up for the little guy, the 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 person that you know, the people that are less fortunate and, and all this stuff. But what's more liberating than being able to to really have con- complete control over your own financial situation, right? So um, that's one thing. Um, the other thing is, you know, with her, she's always talking about how she doesn't even want to be seen with billionaires, right, in public. Mm-hmm. But and, and I need to do more more research on this. So I could be wrong about this, but I did see um, a lot of her, her donor list. I mean, you saw Apple, Google, all these like Amazon, like billionaire uh, donors on that list. And to me, you know, that's that's just ironic because she's talking out against these type of people. Right. So, you know, that for me, I, I, I you know, my, my perception of her isn't the best, um, but um uh, yeah. So, and then other parts of the government, I, I feel like, you know, the GOP side seems to be, you know, kind of pro crypto. I don't know if that's what the feeling that you guys are getting, but, um, and I, and I don't want to do it like, okay, this is, this is a show about politics for so where we're going to divide it. Cause that's not where I'm going. Um, I'm just trying to call the cards as I see them. Right. And, um, and I know there's some people, uh, you know, some Democrats that are, um, pro crypto as well. What what I just want to see is I'm really interested to see how the House uh, responds to to Gary Gensler whenever they interview him on the 18th, um, and, and and the questions that they give him because hopefully they're not going to be pre written and um, conversations From previous to the morning. questioning. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's I mean you know it, it's kind of frustrating, but at the same time. I feel like our government knows what, yeah, Elizabeth Warren isn't dumb. You know, she, she went to Rutgers, became a professor, eventually became a professor at, at Harvard. She knows how crypto works. She knows, but she might not know like at the very protocol levels of things, but she knows how it works. But there's, there's something about the, you know, either crypto taking, uh, you know, the market share away from traditional stocks and she doesn't like that. Or, you know, just giving too much control back to the, to, you know, the American public. Um, but there's something that she doesn't like that. And I feel like it definitely is not because of crypto benefiting, you know, uh, American citizens. And that's the thing, though. Like, if she would really dig deep into what Bitcoin is, she would love it. Like she, it is everything that, that she stands for. Yeah. Like it, it, it goes against all these fat cat bankers and Wall Street guys. It's like the, the complete opposite. And if she would just spend a little bit of time not being all like, I, I've, like bitchy about everything, like an old lady with a cane yelling at the kids next door because they're making too much noise. That if she would just, just calm down and really just take a look at maybe even just Michael Saylor's Bitcoin, you know what I mean? Just basically just through Michael Saylor's eyes a little bit, she would understand basically what it is. Yeah, I'm convinced she knows what Bitcoin is. I, I That's why I feel like she's not what she how she portrays herself isn't genuine and and, and okay. if, if that donor list is true then it definitely oh gosh, isn't right sense. so i mean but yeah. that's just as my opinion you know personal opinion but you gotta say nibbles no i'm just I, I yeah i just wish i don't even know if i wish um yeah i'm just as you as you're both you're saying that it's making me think because on the one hand i first started off thinking that i wish she understood more because she could perhaps see a way that the technology could actually help her achieve the some of her goals I'm on board with so she could see how crypto could be used to achieve some of those goals exactly like you were saying Shizzy um, that is a way 
to in to enshrine and code an antidote to the banksters right and mm -hmm. so we could we could create the system that is already sort of resilient against the things that she's been fighting against and so i wish you would be able to see that on the other hand like you said that yep. she's got to know this stuff right this isn't she's not she's an intelligent woman she's got the staff to keep her apprised of things there's no way that she would be given what a hot topic this is for her it's not the case that she's ignorant of these things. She, and if she is ignorant, then it must be willful ignorance, which isn't much better. Um, so, yeah, I don't know what to, I don't. And then it popped into my head. So Rudy Giuliani popped into my head and was like, you know, he made his name fighting the Italian mob. And it just turned out he was in bed with the Russian mob. Like, like yeah. if you believe all the stories, you know, so, you know, what's what's going on with Elizabeth Warren? Yeah, she broke the back of the banks. Uh-huh. OK, but. But did she really? It was. Was it just those banks that she was uh, getting a hard time to? Because you know she was doing anyway. Then yeah, that's that's a really good point. Like I, I, I honestly didn't think about that. It's it's not about what she thinks. It's about who's paying her. So yeah, you're hundred percent yeah. right. Yeah, you know. So so I don't. I yeah. I, I don't know what to make of it. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I I also don't see her as an enormous threat for this space. I mean, she's an inconvenient individual who can cause some problems but i don't i think with somebody like gensler running around who's you know he he wants to aim a gun at crypto even if it's through his Gone own not, like he's just yeah he's just like i'm gonna sh uh, he's shooting his own feet he's shooting everybody's feet to get at crypto like there's some other people that i think are, are a genuine threat because they're gonna burn it all down because they don't know what they're doing and and they're carrying some matches i just i don't see her as that kind of threat i think she's sort of bumbling along trying to stay relevant and it's kind of yeah causes us some trouble once in a while but uh but no there's there's some definite and the there and obvious and of course some of the most dangerous people are in the space um you know busy burning the house down from the inside yeah. so um yeah i, I just uh, yeah yeah warren i sort of smile and like okay i'll get off i'll get off your lawn ma'am <laughs> Jacoby, you want to go uh, dig further into the, the government stance on yeah. crypto? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, you know, like I said, April 18th, I believe, is when uh, I call him GG, but G I G I, GG, Gary Gensler. <laughs> Gary Gensler. <laughs> yeah. um, GI Joe. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he's whenever he's going to get questioned. And, and I really hope that, uh, you know, the interviewers are going to be, you know, hard on him, not hard on them intentionally just to make them you know sweat but ask real you know honest questions that you know these developers in the industry are wanting to know you know because i yeah it, it just it seems like there's so many projects that have been held back because of the sec in in the way that they approach they they just like i feel like they spin a wheel one day and they say them we're going after them, right? And the wheel has big names on it, of course, right? And um, I'm sure he's hit Coinbase a couple times, and he says, "No, we're saving them for the <laughs> for later." <laughs> but uh, so true, yeah. And so, uh, but but the the encouraging part is that the the industry is is starting to show less fear. Um, you know, you see Brian Armstrong coming out and speaking directly out against. Uh, you know, Gary Gensler in the SEC. And um, one really encouraging thing that I'm seeing is that there's a lot of money in, in this community, right? Obviously, crypto, you know, there's a lot of money. Um, and what I'm seeing is is some bigger names, uh, you know, committing to, to 
try to put people in, in office, right. To that, that are pro crypto. Now, um, obviously I, I feel like we're kind of at an early stage with that. Um, and it's not as easy as just throwing money at, at, you know, uh, uh, a candidate and they win, but you know, money definitely helps a ton. That's for sure. In terms of, um, campaigning. Um, I think what Elizabeth Warren did was dumb because she now has a, a community with money that, that is going to try to prop up her competition now. So, you know, this is kind of like what Brian Armstrong was saying is that like, once this starts to happen, we're talking about millions and millions of dollars, possibly, you know, hundreds of millions to, to, to get multiple people in, in um, different uh, positions in, in D.C. to really get this industry uh, have to have framework for it. Right. More framework for it. And my buddy, like I was telling you, Shizzy, I have a friend that that's about to finish law school. And his his stance was that the SEC's job isn't to create framework. It's to uh, make sure that the number one interest is in the in the United States of America, right? Like no matter what the situation is financially, and um, so whenever people are asking them to do create framework, it isn't their job. But at the same time, our argument against him was, well, then um, how do you you know prosecute uh, somebody by saying that they need to follow the the rules? when there aren't any you know and and to me that's you know that's just like basically having a unlimited um just like power card over every every financial industry out there and just being and that's how the sec's kind of been right like what's their win loss record it's like 98 percent win in terms of in, in court hopefully they get a loss here soon but yeah, so you know, I, I just I, I I feel like the the framework is is starting to like stuff is getting moved around like in D.C. Like people are starting to um, realize that there is a problem with that, uh, you know, the authority problem for the SEC uh, over the industry, and so and also kind of internal conflict, right, with the C CFTC, um, and, and and that power move um, of of suing Binance because um, they wanted to kind of boldly claim that, hey, this is a commodity issue. This isn't a security issue, right? With B BUSD and and um, what what they were claiming that CZ was doing, um, trading with his uh, four different accounts. He, he, <laughs> did you see that on Twitter? He kept, he would he uh, type four and just post that. But yeah. <laughs> and that was basically means what? The four, it's like, uh, keep uh, your head down, keep working. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So. That was yeah. that wasn't that interesting though that he 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 posted all that it was like almost forecasting what was about yep. to come. Yeah, I mean he's right, right? So so far, yeah. That's another thing I've noticed too is that the you know overseas crypto uh, industry is, is starting to care less and less about what yeah. the U.S. Is, is is throwing out there. They're almost like mocking them, right? You see Justin Sun, uh, you know the owner or the the founder of Tron, uh, whenever the news came out about the U S selling uh, 9,150 Bitcoin March 14th and they have 41,000 left to sell over the year. That's a, averages out to be 150 Bitcoin a day. Um, he was like, um, so it doesn't impact the market. I'll buy it at a 10% discount. And it, that was like a jab, you know, cause like the SEC yeah. just uh, filed the lawsuit against them. So, 
Um, interesting stuff that's happening right now. I feel like in terms of the. I mean, the it, US it's, government. it's not just in crypto. It seems to be like the, like a lot of these countries now are join, joining BRIC, which is Brazil, Russia, uh, China, and stuff. It's not just like crypto. It's the whole world's kind of looking at us, being like, "Why are you guys the the central power? Like, there's no reason we, we're going to do our own thing." And I think that's the scariest part of it all is we're no longer number one. Like, yeah. if anything, it's uh, we. Well, I think we still are, but for how long? Yeah. Have Have you seen the uh, changing of, I think it's called the changing of the world order. It's a video uh, by Ray Dalio. Yeah. Um, and um, it, it really goes, it breaks down basically what we're kind of going through right now. And, and it's happened. It's a cycle in, in history. Mm-hmm. Nibbles, I'm curious to, to hear what your thoughts are in terms of like, you know, the, the world reserve currency uh, being flushed out, the U.S. dollar being flushed out, you know, it happened to the Dutch and then it happened to the English. And with us, we actually try to navigate away from the gold standard to get away with it. And we were able to because our economy was just so robust that people just didn't give a crap. Right. They were like, you know what? Like we want to manufacture for them and and we'll take their debt and all this stuff. But um, I don't know if that's going to continue. What, what what are your thoughts on that? I don't, I'm not. I'm not very bearish at all on the U.S. dollar, and and that's mostly because. So I should I should say no. I I, I the U.S. dollar holds its reserve currency status for the foreseeable future, and yeah. it's mostly because of euro dollars. Um, there's a whole shadow, not economy, but there's a whole shadow of U.S. dollars in euro dollars um that are still out they're outside the purview of the fed they're not controlled by the fed they're not created by the fed they're not regulated by the fed they're not the treasury has nothing to do with them um and it's how major banks settle between each other in large part it's how commodities large amounts of it's how it's how business happens at scale um oil is now and for the foreseeable future priced in USDs, which means if you want to buy Saudi crude, you're buying it. You've got to get USDs first, which means there's the USDs are not going as long as you need oil. USDs are not going anywhere. Um, and so given that, you know, oil's priced in USDs, euro dollar is is at least as large as the US dollar. Um, and given the fact that everyone's already using it means it already plays a centralized role, meaning I don't ha- like if I'm Sweden, I don't have to scrounge up yen to buy some stuff from Japan. I've got euro dollars and I know euro dollars are directly convertible between Swedish Krona and Japanese yen. And so if I'm holding euro dollars, I can buy anything I want in the world. Whereas that, and that's an enormous value being knowing that if you hold this one token called the euro dollar, which allows you to buy anything in the global economy you want versus the chaos of having to figure out the token that you're holding and how am I going to bridge that to some other token in order to buy rubber from Brazil or oil from Canada or fish from New Zealand. You know, the, the value that it provides in being sort of like the one central communication point for all currencies around the world, that's, I don't think we can calculate how valuable that is. And so to persuade, uh, to persuade countries to give that up so they can go at their own, um, especially given that euro dollars are not controlled by the Fed and the Treasury, I just don't. I just don't see that happening. I, I just don't. It, it's too convenient. It's too fluid. Um, it's. Uh, I got to step away. I get it. 
Um, anyway, to answer your question, I don't see very much happening to the US dollar simply because it's too valuable having a single point of contact for all global currencies and oil's priced in it. So as long yeah. as we have oil, that's not changed. I don't see that changing. Yeah, yeah. But, I agree with you. Uh, I apologize, guys. I got to step away for a, a quick second and help my wife no with something. I'll be right no back. No worries. That's good, man. I think we can hold it down. <laughs> so right. uh, to, to push yeah, back on that for... Yeah, yeah, please go. <laughs> now push back on it a little bit. So, so the the euro dollar. Why can't that be Bitcoin? Why can't I buy rubber with Bitcoin? Why why can't it just? Because there's all like there's no technical reason, but there's already a thing that does it, and no reason to change it, right? So yeah. it's just a it's just inertia. Like if something came out. Okay, so I had a, one of my old business professors who was very clear about this. He said, "Look, you could come up with a better solution, but unless it's one third cheaper one third better one third faster like unless it's a third better on some dimension it doesn't matter that you're 20 percent better you need to be a third better for it okay. to even slightly matter you're not in the game unless you're a third better and so, so it's it's not yet so basically when bitcoin becomes more stable and more people see it as what it is it being the ultrasound like basically money the best money in the world you can't it, deflate it besides what it's telling you is deflating by yeah, there's, there's no reason why it can't play that role. And part of the reason why that's true, I think, is because no one's in charge of it. Like there's yeah. nobody who say, who's dictating you must use these. If it turns out that something comes up and it's sufficiently better than the euro, than the euro dollar system is now, then countries, nations are perfectly free to change over and to, and to do things differently. No one's forcing it. It's just that... It works. It's always worked. It works fine. There's no reason that it's just it's just like having a crappy job. Like right. Like have you ever had a crappy job that it's not quite crappy enough to make you quit, but it's still yeah. crappy enough that you kind of complain about it when you go in every day. But you still <laughs> like it's. I, I, I suspect it's sort of like that, where it's it's kind of like okay. eh, it's good enough. Well, so we go. Gotcha. With it. But um, I was just jump into the next thing. So to, um, I don't even notice, but it's it's baseball season. And uh, the Washington Nationals are still promoting Terra Luna. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's paid for. It's on the stadium. Terra Luna, which is, I think, say, 0. .00001 of a dollar. <laughs> you know what? Not, I'm going to defend, defend Terra Luna for a moment here because okay. – uh, once upon so Terra Luna so um, I held a bunch once upon a time that's that's one of my that's one of my many spectacular failures that went straight into the toilet um, uh, but that said that said um, it bounced back enough that um, I was able to buy a very nice meal um, out of the deal so um, it went down to virtually zero I sold out it went down it crashed a little further. I moved some back in because I was just like, that's so many zeros after the decimal. I just want to buy it because that's ridiculous. And then it went up. And then I was like, all right, I'm cashing out. So I, I earned I earned an extra $150, which bought a very nice okay. stimulus. So I uh, thank you, Doquan, for um, <laughs> doing that. Um, well, the funny thing I find is, is, is uh, Luna C is actually worth oh, significantly more than, uh, than the new Luna. <laughs> well, market cap wise, not market cap. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. 
So I, I was lucky enough to avoid all that because um, I didn't know how to store Luna. I, I know I, I know I obviously could buy it on Coinbase or something, but yeah. it, I couldn't get it in my in my MetaMask. I couldn't get it in my Ledger. So sure. I stayed away from it for that reason because I was lazy enough not to find Kepler. Oh, I wish you know. So I and that's the one thing I didn't like. I never liked holding anything on exchanges. So yeah. I, I did. I I looked into Terra Luna so many times, but yeah. I never pulled the trigger because I didn't know how to store it. And I thank Ledger every single day because <laughs> <laughs> I would have probably put too much money into it. Got the twenty percent, yeah, well, just because of the staking on the on the UST. You get twenty percent on Anchor, sure. and, and everybody was everybody was positive on it. Like everybody yeah. was positive on it. So yeah. like none of the bells were ringing. Like the, it was the yeah. bells were probably ringing, but they were being muffled by all the cheerleaders that were yeah. were chewing it on. So yeah, I. You dodged a bullet, Chizzy. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, the Washington Nationals are still showing ghosts of crypto's past. I thought that That's was... <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> That's the... Maybe they should put up blockbuster advertisements too. Like I mean, they should, they should be well. thing. It's just all like like Kodak. Like they'll just have all these <laughs> defunct brands um, on sponsoring. Lehman Brothers. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I have the our next topic, uh, Trump NFTs soar after the spike. I oh, mean, these it. things are almost a full ether now. I, oh, I, I, I messed up because I was, I'm not, a, I'm not a huge Trump fan, but when his Trump NFTs launched, I went to go buy it. And I think I might've said this before, but I went to go buy it and there were hundred bucks, right? Yeah. hundred bucks, which is like point zero. like today it's, it's like one ETH for one. And there yeah. was like point zero zero one of an ETH or point zero one of an ETH. And I didn't pull the trigger because they wanted to KYC me. Yeah. I don't know why. And I was just like, no, fuck that. I'm not, I'm not going to KYC. So you. I stayed away from it. Yep. And I, I was going to buy like three or four of them. So that would have been 400 into four ETH. So I did I mess up. Every choice. Like I'm, so? always, I'm always never like, I understand why banks KYC because they have to. Um, yeah. But whenever anybody else wants to KYC, my immediate reaction is no, I don't want what you're selling. Yeah. Like, that just makes me nervous. Why? Yeah. Why do you want to KYC me? Well, it, it said it on the website. The reason they're KYC because um, uh, a few lucky winners are going to be able to meet Trump. Yeah. So, yeah. but just, they can still track me my NFC down if yeah. if I want. You know, like that all smell. I'm, I'm I think you made the right choice. Okay. I I, I think yeah. this is the like your 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 Terra Luna part two. Like you you dodge yeah. you dodgeable. No, it's a full <laughs> ETH right now. I could have four more ETH. <laughs> <laughs> So, but no, like I think, like if you if you look at it more objectively, like, like this this clearly is a musical chairs game, right? Like this is yeah. just this is these are not worth anything. They don't do anything, and it's yeah. just a case of at some point someone's going to stop the music, and most of the people are not going to get a chair. So unless yeah. you're really, you know, like you're really willing to play that game of you know get in get out, yeah. um, I think you probably yeah. You, one, you mean you, to tell me you don't want a picture of Trump in a space helmet? See, like that's got some value. That's actually kind of funny. But honestly, you know what? You know what I'd do? I'd just go on mid journey and generate up my own Trump in a state. Yeah. Like that's what I mean. Like, because there's what I've known, like with a lot of NFTs, it's nice if the picture is just sort of like the packaging, but the NFT yeah. itself has some, it does something for you, right? Yeah. Uh so anyway, I, I think I think you're okay. It's a shame to not yeah. get that one ETH, but I think you're okay. It would probably have been three because, like I said, I was I was I was trying to go hard into it. I'm trying to bring up the Trump NFTs now. 
see if I can bring them up. Yeah, here we go. 45,000. Let me share my screen. Because I am curious of what the actual floor price is right now. Oh, floor price dropped a little bit. It's uh, 0.53 right. now. But that's still pretty crazy from 100 bucks to about, was it $950? Yeah. That's not a um, bad. That's not a bad return for sure. Yeah, you're telling me you you wouldn't want this. <laughs> I, like, I like that one. Look I, at him. I've never seen him in a Stetson before. That's pretty awesome. That's, that's pretty awesome. I mean, I, like I said, I don't I don't support him, but like him running for president again and having an <laughs> NFT collection and seeing the value of what it can be and what it can do as it just even being like a fundraiser thing and just every day he makes money off this every time <laughs> let's, let's see what the creator fee is the creator fee is um is oh one? yeah i forgot about the royal two percent jeez no, no, i'm sorry hold on what? i think it's higher than that actually uh ten percent wow. so he, every time these things get traded he makes ten percent so he's made ten percent off thirteen thousand three hundred and ten ETH. my goodness so and that's not including the hundred dollars times forty-five thousand, which is yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. Jesus. All right, Shizzy, I've got to go move my skis away from the door because I'm getting a package delivered. So I'm going to leave you good, for man. just a second. Like, <laughs> well, no, it's actually right perfect back. timing. So sorry about that, fellas. Nah, no worries, man. And actually, was... Nibbles had to step away. Oh, okay. So. Yeah, there was a someone picking up a a, a, a tricycle that we had for. <laughs> It's an adult tricycle we had for my mom, and, and someone bought it, so it was a stranger, and I didn't want uh, my wife no, to, have to go out there. No, completely understand, dude. Completely understand. Anytime, if you need anything, man, don't feel free to uh, to do your thing. So, for sure. And uh, so, yeah, we were just talking about. Oh, here comes Nibbles is back. Yeah, sorry. So, no, nah, no worries. We we were just talking about um how like ever since Trump got arrested this week, his NFTs have soared up to about a half an ETH now. I was wondering oh, if really? you uh, <laughs> you know anything about the uh, Trump NFTs? Yeah, um, I remember them launching. Uh, what what chain was it? Are they on? The well, I was Polygonmatic. Oh, Polygon. Okay. Yeah, it's the number one collection on Polygonmatic. That's so. crazy. And who who wouldn't want this picture of Donald in an army hat giving you the uh, the the black paint? <laughs> I, I do appreciate the diet they clearly put him on. When they made <laughs> when they made his body image, that's. And you know. I was just saying, like him running for president, having an NFT collection, to me that's that's really cool. Like I, I know DeSantis is like really pro crypto and stuff like that, and but the, the, he he understands like what these can actually be, especially making the ten percent royalty. Yeah, what, what's the floor on them? Uh, floor half an ETH. It's okay. like a, yeah, right here. I wonder what the um, the highest uh, price or sold is. for best yeah. offer. Let me see. I don't really know activity. Probably analytics. Man, that was probably I mean, one of the easiest business uh, dealings that he's had. <laughs> I mean, t technically, he, he's risking because um, Gary Gensler, Gary the Gun, over here saying that NFTs are um, are security. I mean, they they just shot down NBA Top Shot. Saying that NBA Top Shot is a security and it's just basketball NFTs. Yeah. So Trump's kind of going after it a little bit by doing this. Yeah. True. Um, uh, I wonder if N NBA Top Shot just accepts it though, because they're still selling. Yeah, because they're they they did really well, you know, with their NFTs, 
And so they probably like, well, that's just part of doing business, yeah. I guess. We'll take the lawsuit, whatever it is, and then we'll try to figure out a way not to be a security under the 1920 Howie test. Yeah. All right, where do you guys want to go next? All right, Jenny, you, you, how, how's your list doing? You got uh, you had a pretty long list there to start off with. Uh, we, we're actually knocking it down pretty pretty well here. Um, let's, let's see. <clears throat> okay, so we already kind of talked about it, but on March 14th, the government sold uh, 9,861 uh, Bitcoin. Like they, they previously, they always kind of um, just sold an auction. What? Why? Why are they changing the game up now and being crypto traders all of a sudden? Hmm. You want to take it? Uh, I, I, me, I feel like they're doing it to discourage uh, Americans from moving money from the banks to Bitcoin, or you know, just trying to not have too many people like you know use their their capital for it. That's just my opinion. I mean, I completely completely wrong that that that's not sourced by anything that's like a feeling that i'm getting because i feel like the united states government is is all about strategy um yeah. so you have any yeah. on that nibbles they, they should hold they should hold <laughs> it's mooning and then write every oh of course they should hold till it moons and then write everybody a tax right off check like how happy yeah. would that make everybody like everybody then benefits gets a couple hundred bucks around christmas yeah. time um, rather than selling at the what should be the bottom of the market, right, Shiz? We're we're below thirty. Well, I, I I think I think we're a little bit we're hundred percent up from where we were uh, in January. So yeah, yeah. So you know, it's it's nowhere to go but up. Anyway, I think they should. I think they should have held. I think they should have held. Yeah. Well, the the um the the head of the sp of the space force, which uh, I didn't really didn't know we had a space <laughs> force, but apparently the head of the space force came out today and said that the government should be mining Bitcoin. Well, and <laughs> I, I mean, he's just the head of the Space Force. Yeah. <laughs> Force man, start mining in space where you can get 24 hour solar energy and then you can just beam it down. I uh, think I think that's down. what he's shooting for, honestly. Yeah. The current administration is not going to push uh, mining Bitcoin, you know, from, from the government side. You can barely use yeah. a typewriter. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, but. I, I, that's crazy how they're, they're just kind of just, and this is supposedly the Bitcoin that they confiscated, right? From the Silk whole Road. Silk Road. Yeah. By the way, that guy's still in jail or? Yeah. Oh, Obrick, he'll, he has three life sentences, so he won't oh. be uh, out anytime soon. Goodness. <laughs> you know about the story about um, Obrick? Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Poor guy uh, basically paid an FBI guy. Uh, didn't know he was FBI to kill someone, and they just kind of took pictures of the guy dead and kind of screwed him over a little bit. But three life sentences is a little rough for creating uh, some code. <sighs> yeah, 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 pretty rough. I think there was m multiple murders though <laughs> on that Silk Road because it well, was basically yeah. like a Craigslist for all illegal things, <laughs> like you know. And you weren't around back then. Did you experience it at all? Not, not, not want to guilt you at all, but you said 2013, right? Or, or me? Yeah. Yeah. So not that. Um, I I think the Silk Road was like right before that. I want to say like almost like when Bitcoin was like a year or two after it. Bitcoin was created in 2009, right? Wasn't it a year after the collapse? Yeah, the first, yeah, and the then first so block. I want to say like Silk Road was like 2011 
around there. I thought it was 2013, but I could be was wrong. Was it? Maybe. Yeah, I could be wrong. Um, but I definitely didn't dabble in, into the Silk no, Road. Did, did you, I guess you never heard anybody talk about it besides it family? No, I mean, I just know that like he you know, was making tons of money. Um, he was out of Austin. You know, and um, yeah. at the at the time, you know, it was it was really innovative, but it was also just such a sketchy market that um, it was basically the need, right? Like the need yeah. for Bitcoin, one of the first like use cases because people didn't want to use debit cards to hire a murderer, <laughs> right? So um, it was untraceable and, and all that stuff. So, but of course, all of those transactions are still in the blockchain available to be mined at any yes. moment a wallet gets the wrong wallet gets doxxed and suddenly yeah. that whole chain of dom again this what's your problem elizabeth warren all the crimes yeah, the all, all the crimes get recorded and all you need is one domino to fall and all the crimes can be prosecuted sounds good yeah. doesn't it like well, i don't know what i don't know what her come on lizzie get with it <laughs> yeah she, that is yeah. one of her uh uh, uh, argue, argument points is is criminals and and um, you know bad actors uh, try to use it, and so Which is I'm like, well, uh, that's what they were doing with cash. You know, back to your point. You know, exactly. More, it's cash is even more of what Bitcoin can do for criminal operations. Actually, if you're running ser serious criminal operations, you would never use the blockchain. Because you've already Unless got use Monero. No, you would never use it. You, you've already got HSBC running interference for you. And if anything gets caught, HSBC has already proven time and again that they will just pay the billions of dollars worth of fines and keep your criminal operations happening. So you, see, you so not only yeah. are you protected, you have somebody who's willing to accept the liability, pay the pay the fee to get out of it. Like there's no reason for any significant criminal operations to use blockchain at all it's just yeah. it's absurd it's absurd um and then the the lower level the mid-tier criminals well, great use blockchain and put all of your activities yeah. on 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 chain in and a second you, you cash out that's right you know, the second where you want to cash out at that's exactly it the second you step out of line boom you're done yeah yep. um anyway so yeah Elizabeth, i saw something fine. on twitter um and it was um i guess by the anonymous group and it looked like they're trying to build an on and off ramp for crypto users. Like, how would um, that work though? Card. You know, they, I guess you get like a, a debit card, but then in my mind, I'm like, that has to be traceable, right? Like, yeah, like how would I go from my bank to that card though? Unless it was like, like, unless eh, it's eh. like one of the temporary cards, um, okay. I don't know how that could work still. Even a temporary card. go buy a green dot card? Well, you put it into an ATM snaps your photo like so there, there's yeah. still this it's sort of like like you know in in it was a problem way back in the day when people were pirating music right like you'd have all these digital files and they could lock them down but there's always the analog hole and the analog hole was when that sound signal goes to a speaker you can intercept that and then you can record it and that circumvents any sort of digital security that's on that's that's on that's been placed on the mp3 or the digital audio file there's always that moment where the thing go where the digital goes analog so that people can interpret it and at that point the security has gone so if you can be hidden until you stick an atm card in a machine and it snaps your photo as the individual like, i guess you could you know hide your face or whatever but you're running that's that's you're going to screw up at yeah. some point 
that, that you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna make a mistake at some point. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep. All right. So the next thing, um, so um, the XRP thing seems to be winding down a little bit with XRP being uh, about above fifty cents for the first time in, I think, the last six to eight months. Definitely before uh, FTX collapsed. I was wondering what you guys' opinions on um, uh, if if the say Monday morning we wake up, the verdict comes out, XRP is deemed not a security. What happens to the space? What happens to the XRP coin and just and just what happens to the 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 spring? Are we officially in summer? <laughs> I know it's weird. I don't really have. I know some people have strong feelings about XRP. I literally have zero. Fe- I have the same feelings about XRP as I do on sofa cushions. I, yeah. I just, it's it okay. Well, it's it's not about XRP though. It's about it being a non-security, which means every single thing on Coinbase is now not a security. It, it was a secure. They're, they're going to come out and say it was a security when they when they sold it in the very beginning from XRP thing. But when I buy it from you or I buy it from Coinbase on secondary yeah, market, yeah, it is right. no longer security, which opens up every single coin on Coinbase as a non-security. Yeah, yeah. I I don't agree with that necessarily because I think that well. Coinbase might have covered their, you know, their their yeah. asses there, but um, I don't agree that every token will e- even purchased on a secondary market will be considered non-security. I think XRP is pretty unique in terms of uh, it, it's if you consider Ethereum a commodity, then XRP yeah. has to be a commodity, and the reason why is because XRP is used as gas on XRPL right for yeah. transactions it's the same setup as ethereum in terms of the the basic model of gas in in uh blockchain right so um i do think that there would be a pump um even further especially if it's named a commodity i think that that makes like it, it puts it in the class of of two others or actually three others besides stables i don't count those yeah um litecoin Ethereum and Bitcoin, right? And then now you're adding XRP. So then you you take the stigma away from the legal issues. And then I think there's a pump, but I don't think, you know, there's there's a lot of crazies in that community that that say $27. Yes, like or or (laughs) $10,000. And, um, you know, I did the math $27 is like, it's, it's, it's the next thing from trillion. That's what their market cap would be. Like, it's like, it's not it's only $27 like yeah and then they try to bring the logic of oh well we're we're going to be you know replacing the swift and and transferring trillions of dollars daily yeah well it's being used as a vehicle not necessarily like you know i i that's not going to fluctuate the market like you know in terms of the value i don't believe um i i have to do more research on that i don't think it's going to drive xrp to $10,000 per coin cuz that's just you know, have- it will have no effect on the price because yeah. the, the price is irrelevant to if 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 there if there are if the argument is that it replaces swift and swift is really just ledger transactions um then the value then then the value of the token that's managing ledger transactions is effectively zero you're not buying or selling anything it's just it's just a way to ensure that there's no double spend on one side or the other. Yeah. yeah I can't see that having any impact on demand. I mean, it's like the dollar, right? Isn't that what Swift uses the dollar whenever they transfer well, uh, theoretically? Yeah. So, so the way, the way my understanding is of the way Swift works and it actually is the way wise, the reason why wise works the way it does, it's like a private version of Swift. So basically you just have piles of money all around the world. And instead of, if, if you're trying to move money from say, 
Great Britain to Australia. You don't pick up the gold bullion or the bills and put it on a ship and send it to Australia. You pick up a phone and you call your office in Australia and you say, hey, move $10,000 from box A to box C. And then down in Australia, they move it around. So basically the whole system is just that there's piles of money already everywhere in the world that the money needs to be. And then you just move them from one container to another at that location instead of having to move. Back in the day, you actually had to, like when banks settled, they actually had to, which is what why Brinks and the Pinkertons and Loomis and all these uh, you know armored cars, they were literally moving gold bullion and bills back and forth because you had to, they had to physically settle. Um, then reserve banks changed that so you didn't have to physically settle. And then SWIFT does that globally. And then WISE does that within its own sort of private network of piles of money. Um, but again, if just because we're now using XRP instead of some other token that's being ledgered, I, I don't see how that affects the price of the of the token. It just that, that makes no yeah. sense. Well, I think you're just missing one thing though. You gotta remember um XRP didn't have a bull run. XRP was at 40 cents and it went up to a dollar. It was really held down. It it missed the entire bull run because of the SEC. So it, it's kind of like built up like frustration of people just saying, let's get it. And really just tossing all their money from their, their stable coins or whatever into XRP and letting this thing run. And that, that that could be how we enter the next bull run. I mean, it really I mean, I I don't think there's a bull run within the next 12 months. I think it's at the back end of 2024. But at the same time, I, I think this could cause this this could set Bitcoin and the whole entire market money just pouring in because of the basically some stuff, because I, I believe you're right, there is some stuff that is securities, but at least some stuff jumping to like basically maybe maybe like their all time high and then kind of falling back and not really going past that until the next year. You you could be right because there's always especially for these for, for all these tokens right there's always the psychological case right like yeah. even if there it Dogecoin Shiba for God's sake is the perfect community example. coins you know, yeah. exactly there's no real need for them except people just really you know either believe in them because the community or believe other people will believe in it so they want to get in first there's, there's always that psychological component and you know the role that the XRP is trying to play is a very sort of a centralized. Uh, role that it, it where it wants to build dependencies on it and so that feels like that's a solid place to to put your money so it feels like yeah even if even if like the the, the like the real financial use cases maybe aren't a strong reason that actually doesn't that doesn't necessarily matter right there there could be enough there could be sufficient psychological reasons to try. i mean i just did a quick scan of the chart you know xrp is up a quarter there's only like four other coins in the whole top 100 yeah. that went up a quarter this week it's like xrp stellar hedera um and then i can't even remember the other one that went up uh by a, by a quarter but so yeah wow so all those tokens that you just mentioned have something in common yes the I, iso <laughs> 2022 uh connection yeah. Um, oh yeah, yeah, and, and Litecoin. Sorry. So yeah, these okay. are like old so, school. Yeah, Litecoin yeah. might be the only one that's not in the ISO twenty twenty two, but yeah, yeah. definitely Stellar, um, XRP, and then you named Hedera Hashgraph, yeah. right? Could, could you explain what that what that is? What is the, the ISO twenty twenty two? So it's basically, um, from from my understanding, uh, yeah. you know, is that it is is the network that has already taking the the necessary steps to work with these uh centralized governments right the cbdc governments right 
that that are trying to launch these CBDCs. So they will be able to flow the CBDCs back and forth through ISO 2022 and back, right? So that's one of the things that kind of throws me off a little bit about XRP is that, you know, I, I feel like if they come out of this, you know, winning, um, you know, the government's really, I think, going to just, you know, really start partnering with, with them and the, these other tokens in this environment. Um, and, and they'll be able to grow like as like more in like in the actual industry in terms of business. Right. They'll get I think they'll get the upper hand because they've already laid the groundwork and they fought the SEC. And I think a lot of this is just kind of like theater for the for the SEC and, and the U.S. government, because, you know, eventually if they can, you know, benefit from Ripple, you know, then I think that, you know, they'll, they'll end up being you know, working with them now, like the everyday crypto person probably doesn't love that because we, we work, I guess the, the ideology a lot is kind of anti-government when it comes to crypto. Right. But, um, someone that's holding XRP bags is probably like, Oh, you know, that's great because that, that will, you know, drive the price up and, and all this stuff. One thing I will say though, the XRPL. So I use that. Have you, you ever used it before? No, No, I haven't. It's, It's very unique. Um, in terms of, how you use it like so you have a zoom wallet xumm and it's an app on your phone and then that wallet you actually interact with like a browser on your on your um desktop right so i don't know if if that's going to change i would think that they would um because i think if they win this there's going to be some more developers that go to the xrpl as well right they'll start building on that especially if it's approved by the government at this point right then you're going to have builders go there. Um, you know, so there's a lot of projects that are um, on there already, but I think that the volume of XRPL will increase and, and that will drive the price up because, you know, whenever you're using it as a main gas token, you're going to need it. Yeah. Is, is there other coins on XRP ledger? Is there any DeFi over there? Yeah. Yeah. So um, there's a DEX called on XRP. It's called on XRP, and that's okay. what I use to, to buy their token. I bought a, a, a token called Casino Coin. It's you know I just just threw some money at it. Yeah. Um, you know if they if Ripple gets regulation or like they get clarity, then you know some of these projects will kind of I feel like we'll have a little bit of a gateway, right? Um, so I just you know threw some money at a couple of different tokens over there. So yeah, they do have DeFi, they have NFTs. Um, it is a little bit different though. It's a, you know like it's almost kind of like whenever you first use Solana or something different, yeah. you're like, uh, this doesn't seem normal. Like whenever you use like Avax or Kronos, like I told you, the EVM type yeah. of blockchains, they're all the same, you know? Yeah. And so the, these ones are unique and a little bit different, but. Yeah, I, I, you know, that I, I'm I'm interested to see how how those tokens do because yeah. they're they're not really being paid attention to right now. So the the market caps are, are pretty low, right, for those. But if if XRPL blows up and they win this case, that those could be really solid, um, you know, possible hundred Xers or or whatever. You got my uh, you got my attention. <laughs> news and, and your attention, Fizzy. I see behind you at the whiteboard. You got. Crypto Spring. Um, yeah. Now I, I believe we're in it. But earlier this week, though, you posted to Telegram. You're sort of like, oh man, I'm a little bit down. I'm starting to, I'm starting to 
believe the Bears a little bit. So what happened? Uh, so what happened for me was that uh, some bill got passed, uh, basically called the Restrict Act. And it yeah. scared the shit out of me because I use our uh, VPNs to use like OKX, MXC, yep. I mean, everything. And it that like I, I wouldn't even know where to off ramp some, some of my tokens if, if that restrict act. And, and then tomorrow it came out that OKX and MXC were I mean, obviously, I, I know how to use bridges and stuff. But like yep. there's some projects that I'm in that uh, it would take some work to uh, be able to like bridge them off. And with with, you know, with and getting to them quickly because sure. that could be a lot of Americans doing the same thing. And that's, yeah. that was, that kind of scared me a little bit, but then the, the next day and the, the like is it was, I felt like it was, it was only me who was like worried about it. And I see everything on Twitter that everyone's just kind of ignoring it. And it's basically the TikTok act. But when, as soon as I, I heard about it, I immediately thought they're coming for crypto. This yeah. is, this is, this is saying TikTok, yeah. but they're coming for crypto. Yeah. It's, I, I agree with you. I was worried. As soon as I read that, I was just like, uh Oh, this is this is clearly uh, a bait and switch. They're saying it's for this, but it's clearly yeah. not. Um, so yeah, and then the unintended consequences that follow on from it. Maybe they aren't really right now, you know, intentionally targeting crypto, but yeah. right around the corner, you know, certain agencies are going to go. We can use this to shut it yeah. down. Um, they could. Because yeah. I, I mean, I, I I'm not I'm not willing to do you know 20 years in jail or 250 thousand dollar fine. Like, yeah. I'm just going to stop using the VPN. I mean, it sucks to say because I love it. I love yeah. doing all this stuff on Kusama. And there's like, like I, I pour for instance, and um, uh, just as a DeFi site. But if I'm an American citizen, when I try to do it with my VPN off, I can't get in. Yeah. No, that's exactly it. I, th I think I mentioned this in, in the in the Telegram. It's it's one of those cases like with um, music piracy where they may, they created or they haven't created this law yet. But um, with music piracy the DMCA actually had a higher, like circumventing the security to prevent you from pirate, from, from digitizing your own music had a higher penalty than the crime. The security was meant to prevent in the first place. So you, you're actually committing a bigger crime by circumventing the security that's to prevent a crime. And yeah. it seems like in this case, that it's another one of those so using a VPN would be a bigger crime than whatever you would be doing, um, uh, that they don't want you to do. Yeah. Uh, as a result. So, and yeah, it's just, it, it does seem, it does seem scary. It seems like one of those things that, that just, it's like a sledgehammer that's going to have all kinds of other problems and cause all kinds of damage um, yeah. unintended around it. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with you. I was, I was worried about that too. Um, what, what's your opinion, Yagobi? Like, do you, um, do you feel like it's uh, detrimental to uh, DeFi and crypto? I mean, I, I saw a lot of response on Twitter to it, um, you know, from the crypto community, uh, worrying about it. It, it basically same sentiment that you two mentioned that it, it was it's more of a bait and switch they're going after crypto um yeah so i i, I never use vpn but i don't know if it's because do you use it because philadelphia doesn't allow does it block you no i i use it because i feel like it's it's a condom i feel like it's it's a second layer of security i don't, I don't want i don't want uniswap to know my address i mean it's ip address is just just as your address i i think i think in crypto or really anything you should always be using a vpn I, i've been using a vpn actually before crypto just because i'm a i'm a, I'm a crazy person and i think <laughs> you know everyone's everyone's after me but besides that I, I feel like anytime you're on the internet i don't want any site to know my ip address you're 100 yeah. right it's not about avoid it, for a lot of people it's not about avoiding government prying eyes it's actually protection against the destinations that you're going to because you don't know 
what they're all about and what they're doing and why and where, exactly. where does your IP address go? And how is it connected to other things that they can insert to piece together and then come at? Yeah, yeah. it's I agree. Makes it's, sense. Like, it's like just Makes being sense. wrapped up when you step outside. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. But yeah, now you can't do that, right? Well, well yeah, not, I mean, it's, it, so they, they haven't came out and said what sites are banned. I'm guessing um, Tornado Cash is going to be the first crypto project that's going to be on the ban list. But then what's next? Like, I, I love OKX because I Coinbase is shit. Like, I deprit, when I trade something in, it's like like a dollar fees. higher than. Yeah. Well, not just fees because oh, I, I pay the, 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 the $30 spread. a month. Yeah. So like one day I, I, I traded like a few thousand dollars from one coin to another and I lost like 300 bucks oh. because the, the price spreads. It, it was so yeah. awful. And that's when I really start. OK, I'm, I'll just use my VPN to use uh, OKX. And, well, I I use Binance first, but then I really liked OKX's um their interface so i just want to I, I use mainly yeah do you remember the gas prices that um we used to pay on ethereum, ethereum? oh man i <laughs> so paid crazy <laughs> well i i only would pay if i like had to but yeah. man it was like i, I paid 60 dollars for a pickle transaction i was trying oh. to buy pickle on ethereum <laughs> i would i i that was i thought i know my wife that i was like i paid 60 dollars to buy pickle and that, that was actually pretty cheap back then because there was like NFT gas, I, I, like three hundred, five hundred. Sunday morning, yeah. It was oh, like yeah. it was. It was. I high. waited to buy it, and it was still sixty dollars. Yeah. So, right, so, 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 you were you were down, you were down a little bit because of because yeah. uh, of the restrict act. Restrict act. No, no, that, that was the main thing, yeah. and then. Like after everyone else just kind of shrugged it off and Bitcoin went from, you know, 27 to back to 28, yeah. almost 29. It actually hit 29 for a split second on some exchanges. So that kind of gave me the, okay, maybe it's not a big deal as I think. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. So, so, did, so, so, did, so are you back to where you were pre-restrict? Like, are you, are you back well, to, um, I, I did take out 10, like 10, like I'm sitting, I took out about 10 more percent out of my portfolio into stables yeah and so i'm i'm sitting around 30 percent stables now and i'm thinking about going to 40. yeah is, just, is just, that, just because are, I, i've made so much since january you know so okay so is that it or, or are you sort of you know taking some profits off the table or are you stacking yeah. my powder for a dip I, i'm keeping i'm keeping my 100 x's and i'm selling my 5 to 10 x's like I'm like I sold a little bit of Ethereum. I sold some Avalanche. I sold some Solana. Well, I sold all my Solana. Yeah. I, I I I I've been accumulating that because um uh, I I do the um the Hive Mapper. I don't know if you know what that is, Jacoby, but it's um, basically I, I I drive to earn and I earn tokens, Honey token on the Solana network, and I convert them from Honey to Solana. Hmm. And I've been just I've been just holding the Solana, and um, uh, I just started I sold all the Solana that I've made off Hive Mapper so far, and um. And I've just just been basically selling my big guys and just keeping my hundred X's just in case. So does that token get diluted pretty easily? Yeah, it, it's a dump token. It's I, I'm disgusted with it because I was really big on Hive Mapper. It's it's just it's when I first got into Hive Mapper, it was like nine cents and it's at one penny. And I was actually telling Nibbles a few weeks ago, I was, it was like five cents, and I was like, this thing's going under a penny. It's going yeah. under a penny. How long has it been around? Um, it came out in November. I ordered my my dash cam, which was five hundred and forty nine dollars in June of last year, and I didn't receive it until February because I pre ordered. Now you can get them a lot; they're coming out a lot quicker. But I was expecting it in November, and I got it in February. And then I'm up to about I made about 
$470 out of the $549 so far. So I'm almost, and it's been about going, this is my fifth week. So I've almost got my ROI to uh, zero, which is um, I'm hoping for. And then after that, um, I might actually start keeping the Honey token. Because at the time, like I, I think Honey is um, going to be next cycle's uh, um helium because helium was the same way people bought these miners and their thing but helium went from um pennies to fifty dollars so and it it's the same thing it's just a dump token there's no utility for it the staking just came out after the token dump so that's that's kind of my opinion is, is there a business model though do they does the the project earn by you driving so no not yet but they will they're right now they're just creating the map so um uber and um doordash and lyft they pay google maps about two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a month to use google maps so basically they're, they're trying to get one percent of that business that's like the goal so they're creating a map and it's kind of cool too because like now um when as i'm driving and i'm mapping uh, a buzz alert pops up saying there's traffic so I, i'm using it as my gps anyway <laughs> So, and I'm earning on it and yeah. I'm earning about between, um, it's been going down every week. It was like between $80 when I first started and this past week was about $45. And, but I'm not going out of my way. I'm just driving to work, which is like a 40 minute drive and driving back. That's okay. it. And, but you can't map at night or too early in the morning. It needs to be light outside. So it's, uh, it's, that's kind of an issue because like, uh, I, I leave, I leave for work at like seven 30, but I can't start mapping until like seven 40, seven 45. So yeah and I, that's, that's hive mapper so um we'll jump into um uh you don't know this uh yet but so we'll, we'll jump into so every week we do a um a dollar cost average into our portfolio and it's it's just fake money it's just us putting we, we usually get about 100 bucks each and then we just buy a coin and then we kind of see how we're doing so so far we're about um we put about 1800 hours in our we're down about Two hundred ninety-five dollars, which is less than last week. It was a lot less than last week. Yep, yep. So we're, we're so, not as bad as we were last week. Nope. So, um, basically, I, I'll I'll start with my uh, hundred dollars first. If you can get you got your calculator, Nicholas. Oh yeah, hang on a second. Let me fire Sorry. that up. Yeah. So basically, you can just and we'll like we'll give you hundred bucks so you can start thinking about it now. Um, basically, any token you can possibly think of that's on CoinGecko. Where do you want to put your hundred bucks? And every week we're just going to monitor it and kind of go for and go from there. So it'll be fun in a year from now to kind of see if we can get this thing over a million dollars, which is a dollar cost averaging a hundred dollars a week each. Yeah. So, so I'll, I'll just kind of, kind of go over the tokens that are in there already. It's uh, we've got Magic, uh, Plutus DAO, which is a DAO on Arbitrum, Dust Protocol, which is um, the D Gods coin, Arbitrum, of course, Vulcan Forge, Moonbeam, Canto. Uh, Imagine Generation, uh, I'm sorry, yeah, Generation, uh, Astar, Stargate Finance, Phantom, Elk Finance, Tether, and you can also put it in Tether or USD if you want to just save it for another week. And okay. then uh, iPoor, Render, Avalanche, and yeah, and then USDC. So we, we've been just, we started off with $1,000, and then every week we put about $100 each inside. All right, so um, I, I'm going to, uh, again... I think uh, for me, Astar is my biggest bet. Um, I think it is the the 
the next cycle's Matic. They're doing basically everything Matic is doing, but just doing it in Japan. And it is a layer one on top of Polkadot's layer zero. So that's like the interoperability thing that I love. Eventually, uh, I, I truly believe with them going at the Japanese companies and being of Japanese like heritage, I think they're, they're going to they're going to win the, uh, the the battle for the Pokemon NFTs. And I think that when that's ha- when that happens, Astar is really going to fly up. And a- Astar is also EVM compatible. And it's also um, Polkadot's, uh, I think it's called XCM. So it's it has everything combined. You can use them both. And I think that is going to be uh, a winner for me. And if you could do um, 100 bucks in that, Niblets. You know, $100? Well, that's... Going that's, $100. Yeah, that, that's that's pretty easy. It's uh, just move the decimal two places. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> so it's what, six, uh, 644? Ooh, hang on a second. Uh, oh, sorry. You were, oh no, so you're going to put a hundred dollars in? Okay, so that ends yeah, up yeah. Uh, being fifteen hundred and fifty um, tokens. Yep. Sounds good. Well, that's, uh, what's you, your pet? You, you see, you piled the whole thing. You're, uh, you're, you're. Yeah, putting, I've really, I've been, I've been digging in, and remember last week too. Remember what I was telling you? Um, the best yeah. on and off ramps, and I didn't realize you can just go to portal slash astar and you can convert from anything. To what? Astar, yeah, that, it, was, it was so easy. I, that I was, was like, one, that was the one you couldn't figure out last week. Yeah, that was because I was using I was using Moonbeam, yeah, and I was yeah, yeah. I was dumping over and everything like that. So that that was that was kind of a mess for me. But then I went and figured it out. It's so easy. You can do it right on EVM. You just uh, go to portal slash um, uh, Astar.io, and you can do everything from there. And it can convert right from uh, Polygon, Arbitrum, uh, Matic, Ethereum, right into uh, Astar's EVM. Amazing, amazing. That's so much better. Yep. Um, right, where do you want to go? All right. Well, geez, you know, I noticed your your dust spiked up pretty dramatically this week. Yeah. Um, dusted every, every week. Well, it got it got its ass beat last week. It it went from about two forty all the way down to. Let me get the exact numbers. Oh, my computer's really slow right now because I have so much going on. Um. Okay. Yeah. So we'll go to the, the, the seven day, and then we'll go to 14 day. And yeah, so it was like a dollar 90 on March 19th, and today it's up to 242. So yeah, dust has dust been killing it. I actually didn't even notice that that you said that. So yeah, no, dust did really well. Looks like Kanto did well. I didn't realize Kanto had dropped so much. That, um, yeah, Kanto went down to like almost um, 23 cents. Jeez, yeah, I guess I wasn't paying enough attention. No, but it was a nice little spike recently. I wonder what happened. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm good. not really sure. I gotta look into that. It's good. Well, okay, so, um, so, oh goodness, yeah. So I'm gonna split mine half and half between Arbitrum and, and Canto. Okay. So what's that? That's fifty dollars in Arbitrum. Arbitrum, which is a dollar thirty-nine. Uh, hang on a second. Let's go fifty. Once it's uh, thirty-eight. 38 ARB. Okay. For me. Oh, no. I think it's 37.5 right now. 30. And then for. There you go. All right. Uh, trying to get it perfect. That's good enough. <laughs> All right. And what's the other one? And the next one, um, I'm going to pile a little more up to Canto. So uh, 172. Canto. All right, buddy, your turn. What are you thinking? 
Um, you can add. You don't have to go with what's. You can add. You can go to any coin, any coin, yeah. any chain, anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely want to do. I would do half of half of it in Arbitrum too. Okay. I, I feel like that. It, I think that Arbitrum is a, a, a sneaky one because people yeah. aren't on it because of it's not a gas token, but it, it's going to control the direction of Arbitrum. Whoever has it, right? Like the the main protocols, yeah. and they're going to want to keep it. Um, so half there, and then um, what was I looking at? Yeah. So now Arbitrum was our second big. We have two hundred dollars. Twelve twelve percent of our portfolio is now Arbitrum. That's pretty good, and I, I I think Arbitrum could do a. Um, we were talking about it last week. I mean, it has to do a twenty x just to just to match the market cap of Matic. Of course, there will be a lot of dilution coming next year, but yeah. you saw what Aptos did. Aptos yeah. was like, I'm a top fifty coin. I'm coming right now. So yeah, I agree with you. Just just the the flow of it, the circulating supply will be lower in the beginning. So yeah, yeah it has the opportunity. If if a bull does come, even a mini bull, I think it could jump to ten. Yeah. 10 bucks uh eight I mean, to $10. our top two coins are both yeah. arbitrum coins magic is, magic is a arbitrum coin so that's, and that's... I, i'm really you know bullish on gmx because you know i feel like their 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 uh protocol is used like almost other than like a dex it's like yeah. one of the most used protocols right um being a leveraged a perpetual dex um the thing about them is that their cap is already really high but their, yeah. their total max supply is nine million, so I think they yeah. have a ton of room. I, 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 I'm going to put the other half in that. Okay, and that is I'm guessing point. Six? Even though they're at their all time high right now, <laughs> um, because there's so much money now. So much. Yeah, yeah. Dude, have, you should see their dashboard. Just how much they generate in terms of revenue and and all that stuff. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, GMX is definitely. I mean, but one problem with GMX is now there's so many copycats. Like it got four four thousand times. I mean, yeah. GM, you know, but I but mean, it doesn't matter because they're still rocking and rolling. Like in terms of their yeah. volume, it doesn't. It yeah. never takes a step back. And because, I, I I remember when China banned uh, crypto for the, the, the five thousandth time. They uh <laughs> they they shot up so fast. Like I was like, what is this coin? And it was GMX. And as soon as they banned um centralized exchanges, it it flew up. And it's it hasn't really stopped at all. Yeah. Do you guys have you guys heard of Dopex? Mm-mm. Yes, it's okay. a options exchange on Arbitrum, correct? Yeah. Yep. Options exchange. Um, I think that's one area that DeFi needs to to perfect, right? Like I felt like the leverage trading GMX has got that down, even though it still can be better um, aesthetically and stuff. The options trading side, though, that needs to be uh, worked on. And I think it's more of like just how to how to build that out with crypto, right? Because in traditional yeah. stock market, like Robinhood does a good job, even though that's a crappy platform. But the aesthetics and the way you can use options by buying call or put options, crypto needs to have that more accessible on, in DeFi. And I think it's going to happen. Hopefully, you know, Dopex, that's one that I might end up doing the next time I'm on the show or whatever, because. Yeah, yeah. They have a 500,000 max supply and, and as their governance token. So I think that they have a lot of room. Yeah, I, I think Dopez is a, is a great pick. Um, I, I messed up. I, uh, I wanted to get that token at like $180, and I think it shot up to about 370 
if I'm not mistaken. So I, I missed it and then bitched about it. So I never really got into it. But but Ch- Chizzy, where did that money go otherwise? Like it went to another coin. Because um I I I I try to like put it in between like two and three hundred hours every week in the crypto, and I just dollar cost average that way. I've been doing it since I started, and I just put it in and just I call it my Wawa money because up up in up here in the Northeast we have Wawas. I don't know if you have them down in Texas, but um they're basically our our convenience store. And normally before I got into investing, I would go and fucking spend you know twenty dollars a day on breakfast and lunch in there. So I I just take that money now and I put that in the crypto every week and just kind of eat peanut butter and jelly and uh, make my own coffee. So, <laughs> but I try to put um between like two and 300 hours every week in the crypto. And it's what, what he was just saying was yeah, that money, well, I wanted to put it, I wanted to get a full Dopex and I wasn't able to because it shot up so quickly. So, yeah, but if, if depending on what time was, I mean, if you got, if you, if you picked up your Aptos instead, I'm not, I might I'm, have. Not, I'm not shedding a tear for you. you yeah. Did, you did yeah. Okay. Well, my Aptos was free. I got that in the airdrop. You I'm got airdrop? Get, yeah, I got that in <laughs> nice. airdrop. Yeah. So, do yeah. you farm airdrops? Do you is that like one of your strategies? So now that was, last, week, um, that was last week's show. It was all about cheesy. Yeah, it was all about. Airdrop. I mean, I, I I got a good, nice little stimulus check from Arbitrum. So how many wallets? Uh, no, only one. How many did you get? Only one. I had I I had two, and then I found the third. I got really lucky. It was in the garage in my old laptop. But because uh, I, I I was doing it when I first started, and um, so I, I was I was I was watching this guy through three crypto, and he was saying how Arbitrum's going to have an airdrop. This was like two years ago, dude. It was like early twenty twenty one, and I started using it. I bridged in, bridged yeah. out. I think I I think I messed with um a few things. Maybe I think I just my volume was probably like a thousand bucks total, and I end up getting a uh, thousand coins from that on top of my other two wallets that I use pretty often. So I got really lucky with that. It was very, it was, it was a very yeah, nice, very nice. Product, yeah. Which I immediately converted. Well, not immediately. I converted. I, I'm, I'm actually all out of Arbitrum right now uh, because I, I don't really know why it was kind of just like, I don't want to lose all this free money that I got. So, but I will be, I will be dollar cost averaging back in. I'm hoping the price drops. Um, yeah. Dollar, but I don't really know if it will, but yeah. So um, I think that's our show tonight, right? Two, we have two hours. Um, I really appreciate you coming on. You, you, uh, you, you, am I saying that right? You, you go be. You go be. Yep. You go be. Uh, yeah, I really appreciate it. Nibble, Nibble, as always, man, ama- uh, amazing stuff. Uh, and uh, I hope you join us again. We're always we're always here every Friday night at eight thirty. And if uh, if you ever just want to hop in, or if you want to just uh, be a permanent member, that that option is open for you as well. All right. I appreciate you guys having me. I enjoyed yeah. it. No, it was good. It's good. It's good having having an extra extra voice, extra brain, extra extra thoughts. It's nice. Um, yeah, anytime. It's sort of like I, I guess this is sort of like your your virtual basement, Shizzy. Like yeah. just guys can just you know knock <laughs> on the door, show up. You know, kind of got a six pack and hang out for a little while. <laughs> uh, this is also this is definitely one of my favorites so far, and I appreciate you guys. And uh, that's our show, guys. Um, awesome. You can just. Uh, if anybody is actually listening, we're on Spotify, we're on Apple Podcasts, and we're obviously on YouTube. And it's, uh, yeah, listen to us anywhere. So, awesome. Yeah. All, right. All right. See you guys next week. See you next Adios. week. Have a good one.